Uh, I just believe in the process, and we're, we're going to win going through the process. Now, Bill's Mafia. It's time for the main event. So sit back and enjoy the show. Bill's Mafia is wet, windy, but we have 40 points and another shutout. And you are listening to the Red, White and Buffalo Blues, a UK Bills podcast, Bills News with a UK twist. And it is Matt Solo. Alex is on a plane somewhere. So you're going to have to put up with me again for the review show. And it's a three and one Buffalo Bills. Yes, we played Miami, Washington, Houston, and Pittsburgh, but we are three and one. We've outscored our opponents in those four games by a whopping 134 points to 44. And the first team with multiple 35 plus point shutouts in a season since 2009. The records keep coming and coming and coming and before we go into it i just want to actually um obviously quote a bruce nolan um tweet they put out yesterday houston had 109 total yards yes total yards both home both on the ground and in the air they're the and they had a hundred penalty yards. They had nearly enough penalty yards than they did with their total offense. And to be honest, four and oh, three, three and oh, three and one, sorry. And going into a game with with uh, Kansas City next week, I feel pretty happy. I feel kind of apprehensive. I think when you're looking at it, you're looking at a team where no disrespect to the others are easy, should be banker wins. I mean the Steelers game really had to look at that to actually think, were we were we good? Were we um were we good? Were we taken aback by how well the Steelers performed, considering how the Steelers are now? Um but you can only play what's in front of you and obviously in the last three wins with the two um, bagels winning um, only scoring 118 points conceding only 21 so really we've got a lot to talk about a little to talk about who knows but let's get into it and you, I think we're just going to have to start with the with the defense I think that's the best place to to start I mean we finished, Davis Mills finished with 87 yards and four interceptions and a quarterback rating of 23.4. They had a net minus 23 passing yards during the first half, the lowest by any team since 99. And you know, the last team that actually um, posted a stat similar to, uh, to that, with the lowest mark by any team, it was the Eagles against the Colts. And... The on the coaching staff for that Eagles team was a certain Sean McDermott. Maybe he's figured something out here. And really, you can in comparison. I'm going to put it out here. I know there's Peterman lovers out there. I know, I know there will be some around, but there is similarities and a link between Davis Mills against the Bills yesterday and Nate Peterman against the Chargers for the Bills in 2018. 
where he actually threw for 66 yards and five interceptions before being replaced by Allen, and the rest is history. The link? David Cully. Is it a coincidence? Maybe, maybe not, but it just shows how dominant this defence can be. I think it was best said that Ed Oliver in the pro in the postseason interview actually was asked the question, how does this Buffalo defence want to be recognised? He goes on to quote, we're an attack-oriented defence and we've got to protect that reputation. We're going to play downhill with the linebackers, our DBs are going to break out onto the ball and our D-line is going to penetrate. It's just that simple. And my God, you can see how effective this defence is. Again, put it down to the fact that we play teams that are ranked in the bottom half of the um, of offensive rankings this season. But don't take it away. We've seen a huge improvement in this defence in the pass rush. I mean, Star, he's got two sacks. Two sacks in three games for a one tech whose main job is there to actually stop the run. And even then, we've stopped the run. We are, can I say a complete team? Not yet. I'd love to say a complete team, but we need to face a Kansas City. We need to face a Tennessee with Derrick Henry, even though they lost somehow, somehow they lost to the Jets. But when you put in the fact that 87 yards passing and we'll look at 45 yards rushing between between this offense, you just can't be helped to be impressed by what actually is going on in this um in this team. I think this team really is up for it. It's actually one that's gonna get somewhere and one that really is defining this Bills team. I you've got Jaquan Johnson, Tyler Matakevich having their first ever picks. You've actually managed to put pressure on sacks. Even when we actually registered three sacks against this Houston team, you saw the pressure, you saw the the time or the lack of time that Davis Mills had to throw that ball. You saw Brandon Cooks be pretty much out out dueled by Trey White. They had barely any backups. This defense swarmed to that ball and you just cannot be impressed by how that's happening. The downside, really, and what we're looking at going into the next couple of weeks is the fact that Milano left the game with a hamstring injury and didn't return. Now, is it coincidence that he did that last year in the regular season? Well, I wouldn't say he did that. Is it a coincidence that that happened last time we played the Chiefs in the regular season and we know what happened there? But could it be a blessing in disguise that even without him and without Jordan Poirier in the secondary, our backup depth is enough to see us through? Again, it was the Texans. No offense on there. But the way it's been going, really you're looking at this and thinking there is something there. This depth, the way that Frazier and McDermott has actually drilled this defense, and we're starting to see the 2019 defense back 
is is great. It's good to see and bodes well when you're coming into a team into teams that are struggling to perform. I mean, Titans, they lost I say they lost to the Jets. Their offense really at the moment is only Henry. Julio Jones is injured, AJ Brown's been non existent. They've lost obviously their tight ends in there. Kansas City, pretty much Ty Hill, Travis Kelsey, and maybe Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You've got to now look look forward and look look what's the word? Look look with a glass half full. And actually think, yes, this next week will be a statement game. Prime time, we will go to Arrowhead Stadium and we will beat the Chiefs. I mean, one other good thing about this this Bills defense again, as I say, it's Dolphins, it's it's the Texans. They became the third team since nineteen ninety to post shutouts in their two of their first four games, and Washington in ninety one and Baltimore in two thousand are the only other teams. And their 44 points allowed are the second fewest in team history through the first four games of this season. I think it was 1990 with 40 points. That was the um, the record. Again, we're just waxing so many lyricals on this defense. But again, tread cautious. And I'm going to, it becomes a repeated, it becomes repeated. That tread with caution that we haven't played an offense that's worthy of testing this defense. If the next two weeks we do the same, we go five and one, we restrict the Kansas City and the Titans offense, then mark the passport, stamp the ticket. You could see could see well see the Bills actually go into the championship game and potentially the Super Bowl. But until Week seven and the bye week, you're just going to have, we're going to have to temper these emotions, just pile them in just a little bit because we know cockiness can kill. Like David Cully came out and said, we're going to give the Bills a hard game. The cornerback said this, said that. It happened last week against the football team and all that. And then the Dolphins, they were chirping up. When we lost and they won, we can see it can just turn just like that. So as much as I want to say celebrate and all that, just temper those those thoughts, those emotions, and the joyousness of this defense because it could come back to haunt us. But if, as I say, by the bye week, we've defeated both the Chiefs and the and the Titans with five and one. Two game lead in the lead of the um of the AFC overall, and pretty much could be a three four game lead in the um in the AFC East. Then we can start talking about it. But enough about this defense. I don't think there's really anything else we can say about defense apart from stepping up Jaquan Johnson and Cam Lewis both stepping up and actually having having good games. And as I mentioned, the depth, that's all I can say. Now, speaking of depth, let's move on. Offensive line. Now, whether this shocked people or not, there's only one way to find out. And that is 
the fact that the offensive starting offensive line was Dion Dawkins left tackle, Mike Botka left guard, Mitch Morse center, Darrell Williams right guard, Spencer Brown the rookie right tackle. It allowed one sack, two other quarterback hits, helped pave the way for 199 rushing yards on 40 carries. Is it a sign that there that this could be the way forward? Is it Cody Ford is in the doghouse again? Is Williams natural to be um, a right guard? Is Spencer Brown ready for the right tackle? Sean McDermott put it this way. Line play is hard to grade by the naked eye until you can watch the film. But he liked the way we ran the football today. Maybe this is our game plan. Maybe we are trying to incorporate the run. And we'll talk a tiny bit more about that when we talk on to the offense as well. But it's interesting to see. We know Feliciano was out. We know we've had issues with, with Cody Ford. And the interior is not the strongest. And... In my opinion, I think I think we're going into next year's draft. I'm thinking about the draft early here. But looking at those interior guard positions, I think Spencer Brown has been a great addition. It's an underrated from someone coming from Northern Iowa, third round, didn't play last year. He had an amazing shooter in Joe Staley. Is he good enough? They say that he should be going forward. He should be. Now the starting right tackle. Do do you want to do that now, or do you want to wait to the bye week for it? Some people say, yeah, he did well. Let's stick him in, see how he does against the two best. But when you've got Daryl Williams, who's done it for a number of years on on the outside, and you're going to face a Chiefs who still their defense is, is rubbish at the moment, but they still have that pass threat. And also Titans still have that pass threat. In games where you could solidify your position, would you risk Spencer Brown? I mean, they've played him reps most of the time since training camp and the end of training camp at right tackle. He's got tenacity, quick feet and poise. And he looked control in this game as a control pass blocker. And size athleticism... And just the mauling effect that he's got. He will make a great swing tackle. But, question. Veteran against this Chiefs defense who, I say, on their day, can still get the pressure. And we saw that in the two games last year. Or do you hope that Feliciano's back, plug him at right guard again with Williams, shore up a veteran presence on that line, keep Bottega at left guard? It's an interesting decision, and we're going to see how this training camp, or this sorry training camp, this practice this week actually comes about. Because it's good that there is a little bit of depth in there. The fact that Bottega and Brown can come in and they have an impact, but again, it's the Texans. They barely had a pass rush. They barely had an offense and defense to to match us. So you're balancing it out here. You're trying the pros and the cons. Not quite in the middle yet. So my opinion, 
give it the next two weeks, maybe filter in Spencer Spencer Brown if needs be in the next two weeks at right tackle, get him a bit more reps. But then if you're thinking about the way he's impressing you and actually and resisting and stopping the resistance to play him, you play him after that bye week, give him that extra week to take more snaps without a bit of pressure, then throw him in after that. But it shows that Bean can hit on these. And yes, there is. Don't know what's going on with Cody Ford, whether it's mental, whether it's his plays. I mean, he played badly the last last week and a little bit the week before. So maybe that's the doghouse and they want to freshen up, give him a bit of a kick up the butt. But we'll see. And this offensive line, I say the depth is there. And this leads me straight into the next in the next topic, which is this offense. Now, honest hand on heart, please come, please tweet us and actually answer this question. Were you fearing the worst when with that first pass of the first possession of the Bills offense, Josh Allen threw that interception? Were you fearing the worst? I will admit, hand up, that yes, he was uh, was a little bit nervous. The fact that the weather can play a factor in games and the fact that it was torrential downpour constantly through the game is another reason why. But when you finish with a stat of 20 for 29, 248 yards, two touchdowns, 113.1 quarterback rating, 69 completion percentage, and 40 odd yards on the um on the ground. He kind of redeemed himself and showed that he can play these conditions. And this offense started to start off struggling, but start getting into the groove a little bit more. And breakout candidate, I don't think anyone would have thought that this would it would be this person, Dawson Knox. Four touchdown receptions over the last three games. More than he's had in his first two full seasons. And last year, in his 12-game total, he got 288 yards in 12 games. Already, he's halfway to that target after four games. It's, it's a testament to what this coaching staff can do. Dable came out and said... Then Knox and um, tight end coach Rob Boras actually use every moment of practice productively. Knox come out and says he's just trying to get better, whether it's catching, run blocking. He's he's just stack, he's just having good days and good days and good days, and that plays into your mind. It's a mentality thing that you know you can do it. You've done it in practice, and he's showing that in a game. And this is what we like to see. We like to see. That it's actually getting spread around quite a bit more. I mean, the one thing I'm kind of worried about a little bit, maybe not because of the emergence of Emmanuel Sanders, is the fact that Gabe Davis is not getting many looks in. And probably my fault because I actually needed a starter in my fantasy and he was <coughs> probably one of the most viable options on my bench. The fact they were playing a Texans team and we know that Alan likes to throw the ball, so probably I'd put the kiss of death on that one. But <coughs> but it's good. It's good to see that we're spreading around and Knox is now hopefully breaking out to become that reliable 
catch in the um in the intermediate route along with with Beasley and the fact that in this game Dabble used the two tight end sets on on twenty five percent of the team snaps. Those sixteen plays we gained hundred and four yards and six point five yards per play. Is it a sign that now Dawson is actually is now becoming that breakout, becoming that guy that we have hoped he would be, and maybe going to tight ends, tight end university is actually helping him. But could we see more of that being incorporated? Could this now open up the playbook? Most Bills fans hope that it is. The ball just definitely hopes it is, because you look at this and you look at the fact that this run game, okay, take forty yards out from Josh Allen, but. You had Singletary finishing with um, 79 yards on 14 carries with a 5.6 yard per carry. He did have a 40-plus yard run call back due to a penalty. Some people didn't see it, but there was a hold on there. And then Zach Moss, 40, 14 carries, 60 rushing yards, 4.4 yards per carry. But he got a touchdown again for the third straight game. We've got this, we've now, as I say, got this offense, which is starting to come a little bit more in, into its into its shell, starting to show and form the identity and become a little bit more balanced. And hopefully that we can bring this going forward and we, found, we find our identity, rather than be pretty much 80-90% pass happy, Start to draw it back in, maybe 70, 30, 60, 40, pass and run. Incorporate more than just five wide sets, the 1-1 one, one formations, and the go for two tight ends. Give the ball someone he knew at, at New England and explore this offense. Keep this, keep any defense guessing. And I think the one last thing really we want to talk about in this um in this review and i say there's not much to, to talk about we, we put 40 points up on a poor a poor texans team it should have been a lot more i think the first half we had four red zone trips or field goals we left 12 points on that board we left 12 points we could have been 52 zero wins and against a team like Texans and this defense, yeah, fine. I will I'll take four field goals from the um from the red zone. But coming up against the Chiefs, and even though their offense is mainly Hill and Kelsey at the moment, you don't want to risk just settling for field goals. Is it a case that the weather played a part? Maybe. I mean, Alan misfired on a few passes. There were a couple of play calls where you think, why did they do that? They should have done that. And I think, really, it was a combination. I think you're more looking towards the play calling and Alan's delivery rather than the weather, because the weather was the same. And even in the outfield, Alan could still pass that ball, hit a few long balls, deep balls. So... I can't say it's the weather. I think it's just the timing. And we need to iron that out. Because if our defence can, can play lights out against the Chiefs and give us these great field positions, this is where we need 
the Josh Allen and the red zone offense we've had since Josh Allen's come into this into this league to really put a stamp on the game. I mean, the last four, we went three for seven on fourth downs. The last four completed um, uh, red zone possessions, or three, sorry, um, possessions, all came in the fourth quarter, where obviously Alan tossed the pass to Knox. He actually, um, Edmonds fumble, um, forced a fumble recovered by AJ, and Zach Moss ran it in for four yards, and obviously Trubisky on a on a quarterback keeper. That should have been seven for seven on these, but I say it's the Texans. We can kind of let them off a little bit, but we shouldn't have expected them to do that. But we've got the win. And this is what we like to see. And there were a couple of comments that I've picked up from from uh from, from Twitter and when I asked about the performance, majority of them were were regarding just the way we played. But the ones that really stood out the one from um BP um at Apicina Apicina later. Um he goes it's a similar to Miami game disjointed offense that got the job done with the help of the defense flashes of potential in the passing game great throws and the running game got better as we went on it's a satisfactory uh performance and also wet weather didn't do either quarterback any favor um d is going to cause some problems for kansas city and we'll go about this in um on the on the preview show but this Chiefs defense does not seem to be as elite as it was last year. I mean, they let Jalen Hurts put twenty odd points on them, and yes, Jalen Hurts is not a not an elite quarterback; is a more of a serviceable starter. But they allowed him to put up points. They've let the Chargers beat them, put up points on them. They're two and two. Who would have thought at the start of the season? That the Kansas City Chiefs would be two and two with a few holes. We'll probably explore that a little bit later on um, on in the on the preview show. But the fact that this defense plays as it is, this offense is motoring. The fact that there was a bit of a, a stutter and a stumble, but we can look forward with anticipation that prime time we could be going it. We could be walking out of Arrowhead Stadium four and one. The Chiefs two and three. We could have a three game lead on the Chiefs. And with the third easiest schedule, you gotta put us up there one the as one of the favourites. But I'm not gonna let my eggs hatch before they're um before a time and I'm going to temper the emotions in there. But it's something that we could actually um see. So that is it for this for this review show. Um, continue to like us on on Twitter um, at UK underscore Bills. Hit the follow. Let's build us up on Twitter. Uh, keep keep tuning in to to us on your favorite podcast app. Hit the subscribe to get the latest news, the latest episodes when they come out. Um, you find us on Twitter at RWBB underscore podcast. 
come join the Buffalo Bills UK Facebook group. Friendly Bunch, Banter is all there. Search for Buffalo Bills UK. YouTube, we've got our What If series. We've got previous team interviews. We've got an interview with the lovely Hannah Wilkes, amongst others, on there. So that's Buffalo Bills UK, um, at UK Bills on, on Instagram. And don't forget, every Sunday, and obviously I think in regards to the primetime games, which are early in the morning, unfortunately Fitzrover Bell probably will not show will not show those games. Um, obviously licensing and of the fact that it's actually going to be at 1 a.m. in the morning. But any 6 or 9 p.m. games that Bills have, whether they're Sky, whether Game Pass, head down to Fitzrover Bell. They have an area set by. The atmosphere is great. And meet fellow Bills fans that are in London or in the country. Come together and enjoy the spectacular. And remember, date in the diary, 7th of November, the Moortown Bell, which is the Fitzrover Bell sister pub. They meet up. Bills vs Jaguars. We're going to be there. Me, Alex, Charlie, Tim. Join us. And let's celebrate another win and another step closer to to the number one seed. So for me, Matt, it's thank you for, for listening. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Continue to subscribe, like and follow. And let's go Buffalo Bills. Yeah, no, no, no. You don't know anything about heart. You don't know anything about work. Huh? That's who we are. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills.